I'm going to call him the Sandman. Mr. Sandman, Sandman bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that, that I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> Make his two lips like roses on clover. Probably just because I watched too much Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as too much back to the future no, absolutely no. not at least not the first one welcome to shit my soul says a podcast about all things woo i'm jillian and i'm rosalie and we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality and we want to share our obsession with you because woo is fun but it's more fun with friends I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm -hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me. (laughs) Everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Hey, Jillian. Hey, Rosalie. Is it time for the weekly woo? It's time for the weekly woo woo woo. Do you want to tell us what the weekly woo is, Rosalie? Sure. The weekly woo is where Jillian and I tell each other and our listeners all about something woo that has happened to us in the past week. So something that just shows how we're just totally enmeshed in this crazy world that we love so much. Yes. (laughs) I love it. What is your weekly woo? Well, my weekly woo is perfect for our topic today because it actually happened last night in a dream. Booyah. <laughs> Did I really just say that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I took it. <laughs> um, so last night I had this like crazy dream. It was really vivid and intense where it was like a past life dream But it was, I discovered that there was this Nazi doctor that was testing against Jewish people that had attached himself to me as like a Jewish person. Because remember, we always go on about how I was Jewish in a past life. So when you say attached himself to you, do you mean like his spirit? Yes. His energy like was, was attached to mine and he liked screwing with my brain and my mind and making me think bad things about myself like he was and he like and it went on because like I was getting possessed and now I'm remembering all of it like I was getting possessed like I could feel him on my back in this dream and I was like fighting this spirit off but then all of a sudden I became possessed and I was staying with this woman who was like kind of a mother to be in Mexico and then I started <laughs> acting like this I, I don't know my dreams are odd and I started like <laughs> you know like he possessed me and then it was good because then it was kind of like oh now they can see that I need help and then once like that kind of got out then I was able to it was able to get better but it went on from there but the, anyway, it was just this really intense feeling. It was very visceral, the feeling in this dream. Mm. 
So, so A, part one, why is this a weekly woo besides just a dream? <laughs> one is, of course, it has something to do with the past life stuff and weird ghost possession stuff. So that all applies. So yeah, that's, that's all woo. But then also, like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just, and it was such a, like an intense dream that I was like, what if this is true? Like, what if I have this <laughs> being? So then I, like, immediately started doing an energy clearing and, like, cleared. And I was like, you are not welcome in my space. And I did mm-hmm. all the energy stuff that we've talked about in past episodes. I'm like clearing this shit out. I don't know if this was just a dream or not, but I don't need any of that weird energy in my energy. Get your, get out. (laughs) So I cleaned him out. Um, But it's just kind of interesting because yesterday I was really questioning some of these ingrained, these very negative ingrained thoughts in my Mm -hmm. head about particularly around relationships and men and on Mm -hmm. all of that. And I started really saying, this is not true. The stuff I'm saying to myself at the time is not true. And I need to stop thinking this stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I have this dream about like this kind of being possessed by something that was telling me all these negative. So it's obviously could be highly symbolic. Right. But we're going to get into that today, so I don't need to burst that bubble now. But anyway, that was my weekly woo, like dreams and energy healings and ghosts and haunting, all of it all in one. And a little bit of personal development thrown in, which is how I like it. What what about you, Rosalie? I want to know what your weekly woo was. Mine has nothing to do with dreams. That's good. I have plenty for both of us. Um, So I made a pretty massive life decision. Which is to give notice at my job. I'm so excited for you. And it's scary. Terrifying. But, you know, it's something I worked with my therapist at length. I read tarot cards. I did some, like, tried to tap into some of my guides. I don't talk to my guides the way that Jillian does, but, you know, just did a lot of like soul searching and, and depth work to figure out if this was the right path for me. And it was very clear that I needed to do this step. And one of the things I was talking to my therapist about was how I never felt like acupuncture is the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. And and that the people who keep coming to me that I've worked with in the past were not my acupuncture patients, mm. but the, the clients that I had who I did readings for, who I did spiritual healings for, and one of them reached out and we did a session last night. Oh, yay. Yeah. So it's just kind of like things are coming together. And when you pay attention to the universe and the signs that are there. Yes. Things have a tendency to go better for you. I can 100% agree. And I think part of that, and this is a little off topic, I believe very strongly that there's something that I call the great cosmic frying pan, <laughs> which is when you need to make a major life change, but you keep ignoring the signs, you keep ignoring the lessons that are coming your way, the universe is going to just slap you upside the head with a big old cast iron frying pan, mm-hmm. metaphorically, of course, but that's it's going to mean like... You might get fired from your job or horrible things happen. (laughs) Yep. And if you listen to the signs and pay attention to things in advance, then you might not get that frying pan. Exactly. (laughs) I call it the two by four. But yeah, that happened to me. Why I moved to Portland, I started seeing those signs and they started getting louder. I'm like, I don't want to be upside the side (laughs) with a two by four. And Oprah calls it a brick wall that falls on you. Oh, okay. Yes. We have you have options. 
Do your woo. Do your frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) Or your wall or your blunt instrument that the universe wields. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, or your blender. (laughs) Your blender. (laughs) Well, if that's your woo, you do it. (laughs) Blend that shit. Blend up a margarita while you're at it. Uh, Can we do a daiquiri instead? Yes. Okay. Because I don't like tequila. Okay. But you're going to cook us up a tasty fry up in your frying pan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have a daiquiri and you're going to build us a little deck. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, I'm going to build a deck. Because <laughs> I'm real handy like that. You know what? Ask my husband and he would laugh at you about the idea of me doing a fry up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to just rotate jobs here. <laughs> well, that was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. I'm excited as we continue on this journey to see how things continue to unfold. I'm here for you and I support you. Thank you. I know what it is. I know what path you're journeying on. Well, I I know a similar path at least. Every path is unique. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's get on to our topic on that note. (laughs) And I teased it out ahead of time. It's dreams. 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 How would you define dreams, Rosalie? I mean, we all know what dreams are, but let's just define it because that's our shtick. How to define it in a way that's not just like, oh, it's like what your subconscious processes during your sleep. But that's kind of what I'm going to say. It's like your subconscious processing during your sleep. I would go even more surface than that. And mm-hmm. say it's the experience that you have when you're asleep, the visual imagery, et cetera, that you experience when you sleep. Mm-hmm. Because remember, like, we've always known about dreams, but we didn't learn about the subconscious until recently. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the what I think is a more relevant question, which is, why are dreams considered woo, Jillian? Ooh, that's really an interesting question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that just throughout eternity, right? Eternity, the human <laughs> human eternity, <laughs> which seems like eternity, that we've looked for dreams to discover meaning in our lives. It's it's goes alongside spirituality. They look for signs from the gods in the dreams. And I think that you also experience you can experience psychic things in dreams. So it's it, it somehow pierces that veil a bit. It's a place we're able to go to and kind of look through that veil. It's kind of magical and mystical and unknown and all of the mm-hmm. stuff that we love to talk about. Yeah. And a lot of people have very unexplainable dreams. Yes. There's a lot of crazy ass stuff that happens in dreams. And they happen in my dreams <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So I'm really excited about this topic dreams because it's something that's always been like a big deal in my life and my family. Like my family, we've always talked about dreams. Mm-hmm. Like amongst, we've always gotten up and shared each other's dreams. Dreams are really, imp- I would go into work and tell all my coworkers about my dreams. And then it'd be like, oh, there's Jillian talking about her <laughs> dream again. And I'm like, how, I didn't know it was weird. Because <laughs> I just thought, yeah. that's what you did. You told everybody about your dream. And even still, to this day, me and my dad, we talk every night these days, and we have to share our dreams. And I get to hear about <laughs> how he's a spy, or he's got a house <laughs> he's building, or, you know, something's happening with him. Yeah, so it's very much um, a big deal. But I've had some fascinating dreams that have changed my life. Mm, damn. Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting because I've – 
always had very vivid dreams ever since I can remember. And, you know, people are always like, oh, do you dream in color? Do you hear sounds? Do you feel things like, because apparently for a lot of people, they only like see their dreams. Mm. And I'm like, no, it's a full sensory experience. Yeah. It's so interesting to talk to other people where they're like, whoa, your dreams are so intense. Yeah. It's like, how could yours not be that intense? (laughs) And some people don't remember them at all. I know. I'm sad for them. I mean, it depends on the dream. (laughs) That's true. If you had some weird Nazi doctor attached (laughs) to your body, maybe you'd be okay not remembering that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. It's really interesting because I've definitely had, when I was younger, I had some psychic dreams. So like dreams where there was an element of predicting the future. And then as I've gotten older, those have really kind of tapered off. Mm. But I have a lot more dreams that feel very significant spiritually in some way. Yeah. So it's not psychic because it's not predicting anything. It is something that affects how I view the world or my circumstances within the world, or what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Well, you know, I think like we were talking about earlier, it's the subconscious's way of like expressing itself to us, right? And so I feel like I can learn a lot in my dreams. By looking Mm -hmm. at my dreams, I'm getting a window into my subconscious and what's kind of running underneath the story of my daily life. Mm -hmm. And it gives me an opportunity to be like, oh, here's something for me to learn, or here's something for me to face or something Mm -hmm. to examine. So it's yeah, that's, that's why I think it's great if you can remember your dreams, even the scary ones, because the scary ones can provide a lot of progress for you spiritually or personally as well. Absolutely. Well, I think the scary ones are often more telling. Mm -hmm. So I had a I had a dream. I had a recurring dream when I was a kid and growing up where there was somebody pushing at a door trying to get in. And I was like, trying to hold the door closed. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. this terrifying dream, this scary dream. And there was a progression in in my dreaming, where I eventually got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to be afraid of you anymore. Mm-hmm. And he came in with like a knife or whatever. And I was just like, you can't hurt me. It was like, a, it was like a conscious decision I made in my dream. Mm-hmm. And somehow that empowered me. And I stopped having that dream. That dream oh, went away. That's awesome. Yeah. So dreams can be a way for you to really kind of deal with some of your like, that's obviously with some sort of subconscious programming. Yeah, that I faced and dealt with. That's awesome. So yeah, I think one of the things that people really do want to do when they remember their dreams is to figure out what those dreams mean. Yes. Dream symbology. Yeah. Why are they dreaming what they're dreaming? Yeah. What does it all mean? I love interpreting people's dreams. (laughs) And then they look at me like I'm wackadoo, but it's like, I don't care. Well, that's so funny because I get people coming to me a lot and they're like, oh my God, so I had this dream. What does it mean? And I'm like, why are you asking me? (laughs) It's because I'm the resident woo lady, right? right. You are the woo lady. (laughs) But dream interpretation is not my strongest suit. (laughs) I do like me some dream interpretation. But the truth is, is nobody can really interpret your dreams for you. Right. That's what I've learned. I love me a good dream book or a good dream website. But the truth is, is 
that's only as good as far as it goes because they're your symbols. Yeah, I hate the dream books. I hate those dream symbol books. They drive me nuts because it's like you're flipping through. You're like, oh, there was a a crow in my dream. And Mm -hmm. what does that mean? And it's like death. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but this this crow was really cool and was like talking to me and like, you know, using tools or what, you know, like doing something really, really interesting. And I don't fear crows. I like them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, oh, gosh, crows are scary. They mean death. I think crows are some of the smartest birds ever. I love them. Yes. So so maybe for you, it's like a bird of, of wisdom or insight, right? Right. Or innovative, you know, yeah. of being innovative, something like that. Exactly. So I think the example that really lit it up for me is like a car or a station wagon. For some people, that's going to mean family. Mm-hmm. For other people, that might mean this like trapped lifestyle of living and, you know, having a station wagon and that kind of oppressive expectation that the world has on you. So it really depends on what those things mean to you. So I I would say to anybody who wants to interpret their dream to think about like, well, when you think of a toilet or a crow or a car, what does that mean to you? And then hold Mm -hmm. it up to your dream and like, does that kind of match up? Well, and then the other thing is too, it's all context-based. Very true. You could be having a nightmare about your cat trying to eat your face off. (laughs) And that's going to mean something very different than if you have a dream about your cat sitting in your lap and purring. Those are two very, very different things. And the cat does not represent the same thing in each. necessarily. But I will say that's why I do like the dream books and the dream websites is because I go to it and I can like it helps me figure out does this match up with how I see it? Mm -hmm. Or does it not? And it helps me kind of think through things. And it gives me something to react against. It's like, no, a crow doesn't mean death. This is what it was, right? It helps me kind of ask the questions for myself a little bit to hone it in. Fair enough. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, But I got really into dream symbology, particularly when it came to houses. Mm. And the idea that because I have these this current dream where like I'm I'm in a new apartment, I'm looking for a new apartment, or maybe I found an entire new room. Mm-hmm. And and when I was learning about dream symbology, that the house represents yourself, hmm. right? And the different rooms that maybe there's a whole new area of yourself you haven't discovered. So one of the things that I did, like I took this like to the nth degree, because that's what I do, (laughs) and made color coding spreadsheets out of it. But that was back early on in my life coaching careers. I actually built out this whole program to clean your house, because the idea in my, you know, room by room, and really think through what each room symbolized, because Mm. my thought was that if your subconscious mind sees your home as an extension of yourself, then how does your the state of your home affect how you see yourself? Interesting. Yes. So I thought as you tackle the living room, and you tackle like, perhaps for you, that's about family, or perhaps that's about, you know, social life or whatever. You could also focus on that particular area of your life as well and do some work there. So, you know, you're like Ms. Dream Machine. I don't know. You're the dreamer. (laughs) I'm the dreamer. (laughs) I assume that you have had some psychic dreams. Yes. The one that was the most powerful was I had a dream where I was like, there was a party that they were throwing for me. 
the, the, the guides or the spirit world or whatever. They were throwing me a party and celebrating me. And as part of it, I got this gift. And the gift was a check to go to the University of Washington. And this is before mm. I had I graduated from there. The spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so it tied into the dream. But this was before I had gone there. And there was a check. And the check was written out to the University of Washington psychology department, I think even, and it was for $40. Hmm. And I remember being like, um, thanks, but this is not going to cover the cost <laughs> of tuition. And my guides were even like, don't screw this up, or whoever they were, the people in the dream, mm-hmm. don't screw this up. Well, the amazing thing is, I ended up going to get a job, I got a job at the UW and went to school mm-hmm. on, as tuition exemption. And I had to pay $40 every term oh for the tuition. <laughs> when I went back and reread that dream, because I wrote it down, I was like, that's, that's bonkers. That's bananas. It's yeah. bananas. <laughs> yeah. And so then I read through, like, what was the rest of the dream? It was something like about a winery or there's you're drinking lots of wine. I'm like, what does this mean for my future? <laughs> I don't know. I like drinking wine. But... I mean, that's an interesting thing, though, is that a lot of times your whole dream isn't a psychic dream very true there might be like one piece of a dream that is predicting the future Mm -hmm. in some way whereas the rest is just a crazy jumble of weird shit yes and it's often very symbolic too it's often not like literal right well so i haven't had that many psychic dreams like i mentioned when I was in high school, I had gotten my ears pierced. And this is important to the topic. <laughs> and it was at like one of those mall kiosks. Yes. Because that's guns, the, the yep. ear guns. And I got little lab made sapphire studs. Yeah. And when I did that, I started having psychic dreams. Really? Yeah. And I've never really noted if sa- sapphire is a psychic dream stone. It's blue, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if that's the stone that Bobo put in your head. I don't know. Mm. It was a blue gem. Mm. (laughs) But anyway, so this one dream that I had, and this was so insignificant, Jillian. Like you were saying, it, it was like, why is this the dream? Why is this the thing that's happening? But I dreamt that I was Romani and that I was in like a caravan and going to Mexico and looking for buried treasure. That was my dream. And I lived in San Diego at the time, which is very close to Mexico. And one of my friends, Jessica, came into class one day or the day after I had this dream. And she was dressed head to toe like a Romani person. Interesting. And she'd never worn anything like that before. And then I was like, well, that's weird. And then she comes up to me and she's like, my mom and I are going to go to Tijuana to look for jewelry for prom. Do you want to come with us? Oh. Right? Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Why did – and my mom wouldn't even let me go. (laughs) Oh. So it's the big moment that your dream had promised you. (laughs) But it was just this – It didn't matter at all to my life. It didn't change my life in any way. But I did have this dream where I was seeing the future. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So sapphire. So I wonder if sapphires help with psychic dreams. I don't know. I mean, that's I stopped wearing the sapphire earrings at some point because my ears have I, I have 
gotten my ears pierced multiple times, just the lobes. And every time my ears have just completely rejected it. Oh. So Hmm. even done the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I didn't wear them for long. And then the the psychic dream stopped after I stopped wearing them. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, are there other things that you have ever tried or that you know of to help with psychic dreams? Yes. So I'm sure there are other stones. And as a stone person, you'd think that I'd know what they were. Yeah. I thought you would know what they were. No, I haven't looked it up. But you know what? I can guarantee that you can Google it. Yeah. And I would say blue, blue stones, purple stones. That's Mm -hmm. go with that. That's always good for intuition. (laughs) But the thing that for me has always been like, oh, I want to have a psychic dream. It's mugwort. Interesting. It's an herb. Yeah. And it is known for helping you to have psychic dreams. Uh, wormwood as well. Hmm. Like wormwood is like t- is taking it up to 11. Okay. Uh, whereas mugwort is a little more chill. But there are like herbal teas that you can get that are specifically designed to help you have psychic dreams. Oh. So like relaxing you and then. I think that would be good. I could imagine if you doubled it up, like you just do the tea, you do the sapphire or some other stones that you Google. (laughs) You do some oils maybe. Mm. I don't know which oils would get you there, but yeah. I'm going to say jasmine, but I just want to say jasmine because that's my favorite. (laughs) And it seems like it should, something sure. florally. But I, you know me, I always like asking my guides for psychic dreams. Sure. Or for anything, really. That's what I mean. <laughs> if I want a psychic dream, I'm going to ask my guides. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I tend to not really go for psychic dreams too much. Like, yeah. I say I've had them, but I don't know. Dreams are so wonky. And yeah. to think a dream is going to be psychic can be kind of like a scary place to be in because she can have some scary dreams and that can put you in a state of fear like is this going to happen i mean usually i don't find out a dream is psychic until like later on down the line it's like oh that was actually a psychic dream i Mm -hmm. i I prefer going like other more traditional routes to tap into intuition than dreams well and you know the other thing is if you're specifically asking for a psychic dream you could then just have like a normal dream but you're trying to interpret it how is this affecting my future Mm. and what does this mean and what does this mean and you could drive yourself crazy yeah trying to figure out what the symbols represent and why you dreamt that particular thing when really it might just be like a weird jumble of images that your subconscious threw together uh so then there's psychic dreams but then a topic that i hear a lot about is lucid dreams you say that have you never had one I don't think so. I tried for a while, but never had a lucid dream. Really? Yeah. So why don't you explain what lucid dreaming is to our listeners? They're amazing. It's when you know you're dreaming. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can do. Like I remember even reading a book. There's all these techniques you can do to have them. Um, but I just have them. <laughs> I'm just amazing. Um, no, just because like I'm obsessed with dreams. And so sometimes I realize that I'm dreaming. Usually maybe something happens that I'm like, oh, I don't think this is real. I think this is a dream. But I'm going to be really honest with you. And I have a friend that agrees with me. Often what happens? Oh, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm saying this on air. What happens when I realize this is a lucid dream is I'm like, I'm ought to go have sex. <laughs> I am not kidding you. <laughs> and I told my friend that he's like, oh, yes, that's exactly what I try to do, too. And then we come on. He's like, 
free, guilt-free sex, but it never works out for me. It's okay. Just, it doesn't work out. I okay. try. You said guilt-free sex. For me, whenever I have a dream about having sex with oh. someone who is not my husband. Yeah, I could see that. I feel so guilty. Okay. And it's it usually never even gets to the sex part because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I'm married. I love my husband. I can't do this to him. And I wake up and I'm like, I almost cheated on my husband in my dreams yes. and I feel horrible about it. <laughs> I could totally understand that. I could to- but being a perpetually single person, sure. that's where I get my action. Fair enough. Is in my dreams. And it's so pathetic because and the with longer ghosts. I- and ghosts. Well, that's it was a long time ago. Um, it's not present day. I don't it do that be. now. <laughs> no, I don't need any cock blocking ghosts. I'm done with that chapter of my life. Um, no, but like the longer it goes, <laughs> this is about sex dreams, but uh, which is not really the topic, but it is dreams. It is now. It is now. The longer it goes for me that I ha- that I haven't had sex in real life, the most the more disappointing the dreams are. It'll be like I go to make out with somebody, but then it's like making out with the washcloth because my body doesn't remember what it's like. <laughs> It's the most pathetic. That's why it's like really exciting if I actually have a dream that's like mm, with the full experience. Because usually it's like fail. <laughs> and I'm not kidding about the washcloth. That is legit from a dream that I had. <laughs> Where you make? Who do you make out with in real life that you? It feels like a washcloth. It's been like years. It'd be like years, and then it's like oh, I don't know how lips feel. <laughs> but I know how washcloth feels. <laughs> Not that I make out with washcloths. I don't. I really don't. I promise you. I don't make out with anything. If you did make out with washcloths, I wouldn't judge you for but it. Other people would, though, and I think they should. <laughs> <laughs> so when when people talk about like wanting to do lucid dreams, like it just does not sound fun to me. Because why not? Part of what I like about dreams is that I don't have control where I'm almost like watching Mm. a movie of something Mm -hmm. happening, even though I'm present and participating in it. And I think that that makes things a little bit more interesting for me. Whereas if it was like, oh, I can choose what to do next. You know what I actually really do? It isn't so much like that. I mean, aside from trying to have sex, Um, (laughs) I really end up paying attention to the world around me because I want to know, are my dreams just as real as my life or are they not? Mm. And so the first time I remember like really trying to do that, I was in in the dream. I was in my bedroom, my childhood bedroom, and which was a mess. And I picked a highlighter up off the floor and I wrote on my hand and Mm -hmm. I could see the wet ink glistening on the back of my hand. It was legitimately exactly the same experience as if I was looking at my hand in real life. Mm -hmm. And that is always whenever I've paid attention to it, it's always been that. So, I mean, it's not like you have to choose what to do, but it is kind of interesting. And then I also had a dream where I started interpreting it as I was having it. Whoa. I was like, there's a, ca- a black cat. What does a black <laughs> cat mean? You know, this sort of stuff. Oh, and I looked at myself in a mirror uh-huh. and I saw myself as a naked but genitalless, tall Nordic man. Hmm. That was fascinating. 
Yeah. The part that I think is the most interesting is that you had no genitals. Well, yeah. That's also interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so now I'm picturing you looking in a mirror and basically just having like Nordic Ken from Ken and Barbie yes. like staring back at you. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. That's probably why is no sex and a lot of Ken Barbie dolls when I was a child. I don't know. <laughs> This is very possible. Sure. Do you have any tips on how to start lucid dreaming if if people are interested in it? You know, there are books and yeah. there's a lot of stuff to research. I think one of the things is, for me at least, is to just start questioning, is this a dream? Like, even mm -hmm. if you do that in your regular life, is this a dream? Is this a hmm. dream? And you get into that habit, when you're then in a dream, you'll know. And so, I mean, it's worked out for me because sometimes I'll like have a bad dream and then in the middle of it, I'll be like, oh, 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 this is just a dream. Mm -hmm. And I've decided this is a dream. So I'm not <laughs> going to be worried about this anymore. It's really handy. I guess that would be useful. It is useful. <laughs> and some people fly. Like I said, I should do that instead of trying to score. <laughs> Maybe next time. So another kind of dream that I really also enjoy is dreaming when we get to interact with our deceased loved ones. Mm. I have not really had a lot of those. Okay. Shortly after my sister passed, I did have a few, but I always just woke up feeling horrible Aww. because it was like, I would wake up and I'd be like, oh my gosh. All of it was just a bad dream. My sister is still alive. Mm. And so I actually really don't like having deceased loved ones come to visit me in my dreams, whether they're actually visiting or it's just my brain, because it just hurts too much when I wake yeah, up. I could see that. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, maybe why? That's maybe when your sister was like, this is not making Rosalie very happy. <laughs> so I'll just leave her be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my mom comes and visit my dream. Well, I should say this. I dream about my mom a lot. I don't necessarily think that all of my dreams that have my mom in them are my mom visiting me. Okay. Because I dreamt about my mom a lot when she was alive. Because mm -hmm. she's usually like your mom symbolizes an aspect of yourself, right? Right. Um, but there are some that just have kind of a quality that make me think that like, she's like, I connected with her. Yeah. There was a... Oh, God, it was a long one, so I can't get into all of it. But there was a really amazing one after she died. And she was, like, being kept in this kind of, like, assisted living area because she was in mm -hmm. assisted living when she died. And it was like I got brought in to talk to her is what hmm. it felt like. Because, like, I also talked to her guide afterwards after I talked to her. Interesting. And she was, like, not adapting well to being there. So I came up to her, I'm like, how are you doing? Have you seen? Like, I knew she was dead. I knew mm -hmm. I was in the afterlife with her. And I was like, have you seen David? Have you seen Paula? And like, oh, I saw them when I first got there, but I haven't seen them since. And I was just like, well, what about your guides? And she's like, oh, they just come over and they say some spiritual mumbo jumbo to me, <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what my mother would say. Like, exactly. They just say some spiritual mumbo jumbo and... And uh, but she did tell me that she was um, studying with Diego Rivera. And I was like, that's really cool. I'm gonna have to read his book, because apparently I thought he was an author. And, <laughs> but then I went and read his life. And I was just like, yep, you guys had a very similar life stories and issues. So I'm like wondering if they're in like in a study group together, which is really cool. <laughs> Go mom. So that that dream was particularly potent. But you know, not all of them are. 
Yeah. But my favorite deceased loved one was right after my grandmother passed. And she visited, I swear it was her. She visited me and I'm like, Grandma, how are you doing? And she was just like, it's just so busy here. Everybody's <laughs> just coming and going. It's just so busy. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I did not know that. You know, and there's 7 billion people on Earth. And who knows how many on the other side? Yeah, that's, of but. course it's busy. How would you, like, how can you tell the difference between, like, it's your mom and she's really talking to you versus mm -hmm. you're just having a dream about your mom? I don't know. For me, there's kind of a quality to it. Like, I, you know, well, one is there's a quality to it. Like, I just feel like there's some sort of a connection or there's something special, like a moment that's happening between us. Okay. And then also maybe the context of the dream gives me something, too. Like, if it's just kind of a weird, like the dream I had last night, like my mom was in the dream, too. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't think my mom was actually there. I mean, right. Maybe she was. I think she's got better things to do than hang out with my weird dreams. But, <laughs> you know, I think, th I think that can be it. I, I think if you wake up and you have a sense of, like, solace or loving or something, I think that's also kind of a good indicator. Like, if you mm -hmm. feel like you had this connection to your loved one. And then you know what? If it was or if it wasn't, like, either way, if it brings you some sense of peace or happiness, then go then for great. it. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I think for those people who do want to connect with their loved ones, I would just ask them like, hey, come and visit me in my dream. And also be patient because not my understanding <laughs> is that it's not easy for everybody to do to right. connect with people in the human dream well, world. And if they've already reincarnated, it might be extra hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you talked about your mom showing up in like your your dream do you feel like that Nazi dream that you had had anything to do with your past lives or like, do you dream about your past lives? I will say this. I thought that it had something to do with my past lives in my dreams. And it actually had like, there were two other lives that like came through. Like I said, it was a long dream. I didn't get into mm -hmm. all of it. But I have had past life dreams. I feel like I've been talking a lot though. Have you had any past life dreams? I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing, Jillian. You have been talking a lot, but dreams are your thing. I know. Which is so funny because I've always been a person where I was like, oh, yeah, dreams are my thing. <laughs> and then you met me. Well, and then I met you. But also, I mean, okay, here's a fact, a fun fact for you. Getting pregnant means your dreams get fucked up. I was going to ask, actually, how pregnancy affects your dreams, because I've heard that it does. They my And I can't speak for other people, obviously, but my dreams were so vivid and so weird and nothing was psychic and nothing was spiritually connected. It was just this crazy, like every single mm. morning I woke up and I'd had the weirdest dream that night and every single morning for like the majority of my pregnancy was like that. And then I had very severe postpartum depression and got on meds pretty quickly. And I think have since gotten on some more meds. One of my, my psych meds gives me weird dreams. Oh, yes, I can imagine. And that's one of the known side effects is just vivid, weird dreams. And so it's harder for me to be able to interpret my dreams now. Mm. It's harder for me to understand, like, is this coming from a place outside of me? Or is this part of what I'm, is this a psychic dream? Or is this significant? It's so hard for me to know. Mm. It's kind of messed up my relationship with my dreams. Mm. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's not, I don't have a bad relationship with it yeah. or with them. It's just, 
I used to be like, oh my gosh, I have so many dreams and they're significant because of blah. And I'm just like, let me tell you about the dragons that ate the snakes or whatever. (laughs) I don't think that was an actual dream. Well, to answer the question, yes, I have on occasion had past life dreams or Mm -hmm. what I think are past life dreams, at least, because they happen in a, it's like me, but I'm a different person and it's in the past. Mm-hmm. And they're very vivid and real. I've had quite a few. When I was a warrior, a really good warrior, I was like a Hun. Oh. Yeah. So that was interesting. Like a Gothic Hun, in the Germanic area. Yeah. And then the one that was kind of the most powerful for me was the one where I was a Jew again. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't choose to be a Jew in this lifetime, because I'm obviously obsessed with being Jewish. <laughs> I would marry a Jewish man. That's another story. (laughs) Someday. I was a Jew in Spain and I was in trouble because I was teaching at this school and I was teaching some sort of spiritual truths. And the thing that was particularly potent about that dream is like, I could see there was this weird quality to it. I was like in my living room, but I saw these men in these black and red robes. And it was just very like vivid and real, these black and red robes. Mm -hmm. And um, then, yeah, of course, when I woke up, I did the research. And I'm sure that I saw that in the world before. I mean, like the Spanish Inquisition's a thing. So I'm sure it was in my brain. But it was just like so weird because I'm like, if you had asked me, like, I wouldn't have known that off the top of my head. Okay. So you want to get into some weird shit? Yes, I do. Okay. So I have done one past life tarot reading for a person. It was my best friend, Ella, whom I have had lifetime after lifetime after lifetime with. And obviously I've had many lifetimes with you. Yes. And as I was doing this reading, it just really came to me that like, oh, this took place in Spain. And when I was telling her about it, she was like, the first thing that immediately came to me was like, I was a Jew in Spain. Interesting. And it was just you know, toward the tail end of the Spanish Inquisition mm-hmm. was the time frame. But it was like, she read it and she was like, holy shit, yes, this feels right. And then to have you talk about being a Jew in Spain. Oh. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you've yeah. never met each other. <laughs> no. And like, I didn't even, and I'm, and actually, as I did the research, like, like the Spanish Inquisition was really going after the Jews, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like if you had asked me again, I just would have thought it was going after Protestants or bad Catholics. And I thought it was like women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it turns out the Jews were a big focus of the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. So that's, stuff like that. Yeah, that's always fascinating. fascinating to me. Huh, I got chills Ooh. when you started talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So, yeah, sometimes I like to ask for, like, dreams that are, like, give me a past life dream. And then I don't – I get some weird-ass shit that has nothing to do with a past life dream. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I get my questions answered. It's funny talking about, like, asking for dreams. Like, you you ask your guides for help and stuff. In our Auras episode, we had talked about maybe using, like, your aura color to affect yes. your dreams. Yeah, that's right. For the past few nights, knowing that we were going to be doing this dream recording, I was like, okay, let me have like this indigo purple blend yeah. come in. Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I tried. But, you know, again, I'm on you. those meds that make my relationship, my spiritual relationship with dreams very 
weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I did have a dream where a dude was flirting with me oh. a lot. And another another guy, it was in a class, another guy was like, oh, hey, she she really digs armor. So this guy like dressed up in armor to oh. try to impress me. <laughs> there you go. But you didn't have sex with him because that would have made your husband jealous. Yeah, because I was like, okay, how can I possibly bring up a conversation that I married? <laughs> like, I couldn't come up with a single way to tell this guy that I wasn't interested because I was in a very happy marriage. I hope your <laughs> husband really appreciates how faithful to you are to him, even in your sleep. <laughs> he, he hears all of them. So I have a question for you. Do you, okay. in your dreams, are you always yourself or do you sometimes, are you sometimes other people? I'm pretty much always myself. I mean, occasionally I'll be like, I was me, but I was not me. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. I mean, that's hard for me to to give you specifics, but I'm always first person. I've okay. had maybe like a few where I'm actually like floating above watching something play out. Okay. But for the most part, I'm first person and I'm usually me. But every once in a while, I'm like, instead of my family, I had this totally different family. Okay. Or it was me and I lived in my house, but my house was like a mansion somewhere or, okay. you know, that sort of. A different situation, a different life situation. Yeah. And like, I might look different, but I never feel different. Okay. Obviously, you have something to say. I will be totally different people. I will. So interesting. I've been a man. I've been like all these different representations of people. It happens sometimes. And I'm living out their story, whatever their story is, not my story. Huh. Like I'm living somebody else's story. That's really interesting because like I've had a few dreams where I've had a penis, mm -hmm. but I was never a man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was me if I had a penis. Huh. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Where did that come from? I guess it's time to have some fun with it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it's like. Then you wouldn't be cheating with your husband if it was on your body. That's true. So there you go. <laughs> that's your way out. That's your out. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder about that sometimes. And I wonder what those dreams are about. And so like, I don't know, like, because I've also heard that people will do work in their mm -hmm. dreams because you can astral travel in your sleep. Right. Mm. And so that I rem there's one medium that I read about that in her dreams, she's she's discovered that she doesn't remember it, but she actually goes out and does particular type of work. And so I wonder if maybe sometimes I'm not out helping people in some way. And that's why mm -hmm. I have that experience because it's not me. It's not my life. It's right. not a past life thing. It's not a symbolic thing. It's somebody else's story that I'm participating in. Or maybe you know, maybe your dream self is visiting somebody else's brain. Yeah. Maybe I'm hopping around in other people's dreams. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. Hmm. I also travel. That's Those are my favorite dreams. It's like go, I go to other countries. Oh, sure. And I come back feeling like I had really gone there. I went to Ethiopia once and I had a friend that I worked with who was Ethiopian. I'm like, this happened and this happened and this happened. She's like, yeah, all that stuff is that was Ethiopia. Like that stuff is all represents Ethiopia. I was like, that's amazing. You are tapped into something deeper with your dreams. I dream some crazy shit. I do. I am. Maybe that's why I sleep so much. I sleep like <laughs> nine hours because I am out there making shit happen, turning into other people, going to Ethiopia and Egypt <laughs> and Norway <laughs> and visiting past lives. Yeah, I get up to things when I sleep, I guess. Yeah. Occasionally making out with washcloths. Washcloths. <laughs> 
Yeah, the sex dreams don't happen very often. It's very disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Even washcloth. Well, I'd rather not have a sex dream than have a sex dream where I'm making out with the washcloth. Because that's just like (laughs) such a letdown. Okay, but was the the washcloth at least attractive? No, it was like, or actually, it was like hanging on a clothesline. Like it was not, it made no sense. It made no sense. It was just disappointing. (laughs) Well, on that note, should we get to our audience questions? (laughs) Uh, Yes, we have one audience question today. Okay, I'm going to try to read this in a way that is how it's intended to be read. Perfect. What's up with recurring identical dreams as a kid, but not as adult? So that's question one. Question two from the same listener is... Also, what's up with dreaming my kids or kids I love or drowning or falling and dying? I didn't sign up for these and I hate them. What do they mean? Mm, I like both of these questions. So I guess let's let's get the first one. What's up with recurring identical dreams as a kid, not as an adult? Yeah. What's your take on that? My take on it is maybe as a kid, there was something that you had to process that you your brain was dealing with something, whether that was a fear or an excitement or a want, and it didn't get resolved in your personal life because you didn't have the agency that you needed to have in order to deal with it. And then as you've gotten older, you have the agency and are able to work with it and you have more tools to, to process whatever you need to process. Yeah. That is my off-the-cuff Yes, I would I would concur with that. Or I would also say to kind of add a little bit to it it might be also something that you needed to realize about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, that maybe you finally realized or something that you needed to get comfortable with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, I used to have the we all have our naked dreams, right? We didn't Mm -hmm. even talk about anxiety dreams. So (laughs) right, anxiety, naked anxiety dreams. That's a thing, right? Mm -hmm. That you're anxious, you feel exposed, you feel vulnerable. Mine are never naked. Mine are always theater or education yeah. related. Oh, I, yes. I have the theater ones and the test ones. Yes. But the naked dream. So I used to have those. And then one day I got to the point where I was like, just totally fine with being naked in public. And then <laughs> I didn't have those dreams anymore. Right. right. So I think that's a sort of the similar thing. Like I was able to get comfortable with being open or vulnerable or seen or whatever. So I didn't need to have that dream anymore. So... Just like yeah. you said, whatever it was she needed to process or realize or he or they, they did. Another thing came to me while you were talking, which is a lot of times kids are more tapped into oh, the yeah. world of the woo than adults That's are. good point. Because we don't know what kind of a dream it was. Right? We don't know what kind of dream it was. And, you know, we also, as kids, a lot of times haven't had society's conditioning fully implanted in us Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like, that's not a psychic dream. That's just a coincidence or there are no ghosts or there's this, you know, like that's an imaginary friend. There's all of this naysaying that happens that kids haven't fully like taken on. And so sometimes kids are just way more tapped in. Yeah. And so like on that note, it could be a past life dream if we knew the context of the dream. Yeah. Because, you know, kids are often remember their past lives a lot better than adults do. So they're tapped yeah. into that too. And it could also be like processing trauma. Yeah. 
So I guess there you go. We have a multiple choice answer on that one. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And then the what's up with dreaming my kids or kids I love are drowning slash falling and dying. Yeah. So again, this kind of goes back to symbology, right? Mm Because I don't think this is a past life dream necessarily. And I don't think it's necessary. Swear to God, I hope it's not a psychic dream. But to me, it seems more like a symbolic dream. And so it was going to come back to her symbol symbolism. For me, mm-hmm. how I would intre- how would I would interpret it? For me, I would think, okay, kids, that is like vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. There's some vulnerable aspect of or myself, or maybe something that I care deeply about, right? Something that I feel very connected to. Do you feel that some piece of you that's vulnerable is getting submerged or is being killed? Or is there some some part of you that's being some innocent part of you Hmm. that's like being attacked or not allowed to breathe or survive or Mm -hmm. is being damaged in some way? Yes, that's a really interesting interpretation. And I would also say as a parent... And that's not to disparage anybody who's not a parent because your choice or your life circumstances are fine. But it could literally (laughs) just be (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for validating my choices. (laughs) You're welcome. But no, it's that you might just actually be afraid of your kid's drowning or dying or getting hurt. Like that could be your anxiety. It's just an anxiety dream, potentially. So you know, that's, again, it's all context dependent. What's going on in this person's life? Mm-hmm. How are their kids doing? Maybe their kids are sick, or maybe their kids are struggling with something, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it really is a past life dream. Maybe in a past life, they had kids and that happened to the children they have. And so they've got a fear it's going to happen again. Yeah. Kids died a lot yeah. before modern medicine. Yeah. The odds that in a past life, you were a parent whose kids died were really high. (laughs) So again, we give a multiple choice answer. Right. But I think the thing to really cue in on this, whatever the answer is, is that there's a state of fear Mm -hmm. that this person's experiencing. Yeah. And so that would be my whatever the actual answer is, is it a past life thing? Are you worried about your current day kids? Is it an aspect of yourself? There's a fear that is an opportunity for this person to kind of work through to feel safe, or mm-hmm. to feel like they're not going to lose something. Yeah. And whether that wants to be dealt with in therapy, or maybe in the dream, you deal with it. Like that's mm-hmm. like, instead of freaking out in the dream, like try a different action, try to say, fuck, no, you're not going to die. Or like, try mm-hmm. to see if you can't change the dream and see what effect that has on your life. If you can. Yeah. Well, easy to say that. I know it's hard to actually do. The other thing is, it's not just a piece of fear, I don't think, but there's a loss of control. Yeah. Because especially as your kids get older, you have less control over their safety. And so that's also a piece of dreams with kids, I would think. See, this is another one where like, I don't know who this person is. You might. I don't. I can make all sorts of shit up about this. <laughs> There's a lot of answers. And that's, I think, really gets down to the heart about dreams. Dreams are very subjective experiences. And they're very personal. And they're very personal experiences. Unless you have a podcast and then you tell people all about inappropriate <laughs> things that you do in your dreams. That's another story. <laughs> Jillian could have her own podcast where just every day she records her dream from the night. Before. I really could, and nobody would listen to that. No. 
But I could, and my friend John could be on it with me because he posts about his on Facebook all the time. Great. But you know, people interact with them. So some people care. (laughs) John, you and I need to start a dream podcast. That's what's going to happen next. With all of your free time. Yeah, all that free time. (laughs) Because like, as if this podcast is a light lift as it is. All right, well, I want to go back to a question as we kind of wrap up this episode mm-hmm. is because we've kind of talked about it throughout. But like, what do you think dreams are? Like, what do you think really happens when we dream? Is it just the subconscious? Is it astral travel? Like, I wish I, I had an answer for you. You know, at the top, before we started recording, we talked about this question a little bit. And I was hoping that as we talked about it, I would gain some more insight into what is it really happening? Are you leaving your body? Are you going to other people's dreams? I I truly do think that for me, the majority of my dreams are my brain mm-hmm. processing my day, but that there are some where maybe I'm getting a message from something higher. So whether that's a spirit guide or a, my goddess or my higher self, I think that there could be a piece of that. But then you talk about all of your stuff and I'm like, well, shit, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, I think all of that. And I think that that we do go to the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that sometimes it is. I mean, most of my dreams really are just me churning through my day. But I think sometimes we are going to the astral plane and maybe interacting with other selves or visiting past lives or going other places in the world. I think there is astral travel involved mm-hmm. um, sometimes, but not all the time. Okay. All right, Jillian. All right. It's tarot time. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you no. want me to go first? You get to go first because I've been going first. It's your turn. <laughs> so I inadvertently pulled two cards. And the first one I pulled was the Hermit Reversed. You know, the Hermit is about like being a hermit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> taking time in solitude to meditate on spiritual practices and self-growth and Mm self-actualization. And then the hermit reversed. For me, I always think of that as something's blocking that energy or that you're not moving the right way. And so it's funny. I think that what this card is actually telling me is like, get the fuck out of the hermit stage. Mm. And the other one I have is the two of Pentacles. Oh, interesting. Which is a card that I've always viewed as balance and yeah. finding balance. There's there's a person who's like kind of often juggling in the pictures. And that goes with the hermit card too. Like mm-hmm. finding balance in feeling safe, but also getting out of my house and seeing people that I love. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So the card I pulled actually matches up a little bit better with the hermit. Oh. And my interpretation of it, I think, isn't going to go by the book either. Normally, you know, I like to go by the book Mm because I like to follow my rules. But I took a page out of your deck today, (laughs) Rosalie, and interpreted it from my own feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I drew the card from the Ethereal Visions Illuminated Tarot deck by Matt Mm -hmm. Hughes. And I pulled the Eight of Cups. 
Oh. So I'm going to describe this one because in this deck, it's a little different than... It is very hermit-like. It's very, very hermit-like. Wow. So this, the picture is of a man, or you assume a man, and he's got a staff and he's sitting on a rock and he's looking up at the moon and he's in this mountainous landscape where there's like this trail along the edge, like a cliff. How would you describe that? Can you see it? Yeah, I would say like a road or a, a trail that goes up the mountain, but yeah. it's precarious and there's yeah. a cliff edge on one side. Exactly, the side of a cliff, like the Lord of the Rings when they go on their journey. So for me, as I as he's like looking up at the moon and has I'm really, how I really read this is like he's been on this long journey and he is finally sitting and stopping and he's looking up at the moon, which is a source of intuition. And it's also the source of like looking into oneself, one's own subconscious mm -hmm. to be able to kind of learn and see truths. So for me, that's how I kind of read it originally, because like I said, I had this dream last night. I've been really looking at the store, my own subconscious and the negative self-talk in my mm -hmm. head and that I've been on this journey and I'm finally sitting down and looking into my subconscious and going, hey, like yeah. what path am I taking here, right? And changing my journey. But it's also like when you look at the, it is about traveling and abandonment too, when you look at the natural uh, mm -hmm. or the typical interpretation of the Eight of Cups. Yeah. So how, I don't know how that goes with like this idea of there's something about like inner reflection in all of this too, mm -hmm. I think. Well, that makes sense with dreams, right? Yeah. Because that is in a way just true inner reflection. Yeah, absolutely. You're looking in, in your own in moon in your head. <laughs> <laughs> How would you dovetail it onto like, because we've got two cards here, like the Hermit reversed and the Two of Pentacles. It's almost kind of like a storyline. I mean, if we're going storyline, there's like, okay, Hermit, like being alone, being in solitude, mm -hmm. but having to leave that solitude and going on this journey yeah. and having this self-reflection in the midst of this journey yeah, and realizing you can't just be in solitude. Yeah. You can't just let yourself be abandoned or abandon the world. Yeah. You have to balance it all. You have yes. to balance your own inner work with helping the world and being part of the world. That that's our journey. You get five points. Thank you. I'd like 10, please. You get 25 points. <laughs> <laughs> What's the scale here? I'm going to give you 100 now. <laughs> I liked that. That was awesome. I, I think you did a great job of tying this all together. Like that oh, was what thanks. was inside me, but you articulated it in a way I <laughs> clearly could not. So now you have 180,000 points. Yes. <laughs> so you won the game. <laughs> I can go to sleep happy. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. That's what we all want. And you can have some dreams. Yeah. I will say that I wish all of our listeners wonderful dreams tonight I do too and we thank you so much for listening yes we appreciate you thank we you do. for visiting with us for the time we've spent together yeah and if you like us please subscribe rate and review and if you think somebody would get a kick out of this episode or find something interesting in it or perhaps this is just the person that always tells you about their dreams <laughs> you can share this episode with them please do please do 
And if you're feeling like you want to give us a little bit of spare change, you can contribute to our podcast at Kofi, ko-fi.com slash shit my soul says. There's some extra goodies for our contributors. So yes. and it helps us do all these podcasty things. That's so right. We appreciate it. And come on over and visit us at shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, where you can get a link to our Kofi page there as well. But you mm-hmm. can also sign up to our newsletter, which we then send out the episodes. And we also send out the blog posts on the weeks that we don't do an episode. And often those blog posts will dig in a little deeper to a topic that we covered the week before. And sometimes it's something totally new and different. So come and find out what we have to say. What should our soul has to say? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, don't forget to do your woo. Yes. Do your woo. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes. What shit does your soul say? Bye. Bye.